Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Fresh Cap Radio, the official podcast of Mushroom Lovers and Mycophiles. In this episode, we are talking about the four things, the four red flags you need to look out for if you are interested in buying or using a mushroom supplement. Not all mushrooms are created equal, and there can be an insane difference between different products uh, that look the same on the surface. Uh, but it really depends on how they're made, how they're processed, how they're grown, and what's actually inside of them. So we go deep into four red flags that you should look out for, and I hope you enjoy. Let's dive right into it. The, the bottom line here is that not all mushrooms are created equal. Not all no, mushroom supplements yeah, not all mushroom and supplements. not all mushroom products are created equal. In fact, there's like a huge uh, variety of different ways you can uh, grow mushrooms, extract mushrooms, process mushrooms. Um, and the problem is most people aren't really quite aware of this, right? You think yeah. if you're buying, for example, a reishi mushroom supplement, you're just going to get reishi mushroom. Reishi fruiting body. Exactly. Yeah. But there's a lot of different things it could be. It could be mycelium. It could be extracted differently. It could be dual extraction. So there's all sorts of things. And we just thought we'd go through and highlight kind of four things to really look out for. Some potential red flags mm-hmm. that you might want to look out for um, if you're shopping for mushroom supplements. So, so what is our first red flag? What do we want to look out for first? The number one thing is mycelium on grain versus fruiting body. And the way you can tell if this is a red flag is typically you'd see something like brown rice or oats or something else um, in the ingredients as another ingredient, right? Typically right. brown rice, but sometimes it's oats, etc. So it's not mycelium that's the issue here. Exactly. It's the on-grain part. That's exactly. The issue. So, and and this is a pretty contentious issue, like always. And I know in the comments for sure, there's going to be lots of people fighting on both sides of this yeah. thing, um, because there's lots of different beliefs on on both sides of the spectrum. But I mean, the bottom line is mycelium does, for sure, without a doubt, have lots of wonderful benefits. Yeah. As does fruiting body. As is fruiting body. The problem with mycelium, though, or myceliated grain supplements, it's that they actually contain very little mycelium. Uh, they can be, you know, up to 80% or more starch from either rice or grain. So um, that's crazy, right? If you're if you're going to buy a mushroom supplement, you think you're getting a mushroom, and you end up getting something that's mostly brown rice or mostly grain. Yeah, and the grain is not. You can't separate it from the final product, so they can't remove it. So when they're growing the mycelium out on grain, it becomes part of the final product, and this cannot be removed. So you're paying for that grain. Right, yeah. right. Which is a little bit crazy and a lot of people don't know this, right? So a lot of people don't know that fact. Um, but mycelium, like I said, could have a lot of beneficial compounds. So sometimes what different uh, producers will do is they'll grow the mycelium by itself in kind of like a liquid fermentation tank, right? Mm-hmm. So the mycelium is just growing throughout this kind of nutritious broth, for lack of a better word. And that can actually be really good because it doesn't have any of that starch or any of that extra filler in there that as well. That would just be pure mycelium, the end product. Right. So a good example of this is sometimes cordyceps. So cordyceps sinensis, for example, is a mushroom that can't be cultivated. You cannot cultivate the fruiting body commercially. It can only be found in the wild. It's super rare. And in that case, it's super expensive. And I'm talking like up to $20,000 yeah. a pound. Um which just gets crazy. But you can grow Cordyceps sinensis mycelium in a liquid broth. And that's what some uh, people do. And, you know, there's been lots of cool research done on, on Cordyceps sinensis mycelium. And it's been found to be, you know, have a lot of benefits. One of the, one of the studies that's most popular with that one in particular is for athletes, right? Using right. CS4, um, helping to increase their VO2 max and helping to increase their energy and endurance. So, yeah, 
Number one thing to look out for, mycelium on grain versus fruiting body. It's not the debate between mycelium and fruiting body. I think there's benefits on both sides. Yes. It's the myceliated grain thing that I think you should, you should really look out for. So just always read the label and know what you're buying, right? I mean, you can read in the nutrition facts or in the other ingredient area what the composition would be. Yeah, so. and actually this could be fun to do because we do have, yeah. um, we have a myceliated grain turkey tail and a fruiting body turkey tail. This is a really popular supplement on the market. I've just gone and whited out the label um, just so we don't cause any ruckus <laughs> online. Um, but they are both turkey tail. So what we're gonna do is we're just gonna empty out one of these capsules and we're just gonna look at the difference and smell the difference. Typically when you're comparing them side by side, you can really tell when you smell it, when you look at it. Um, we've had one, this one's rice. We've had one before that we were comparing, it was on oat, really smelled like oatmeal. When you compare it to the fruiting body, there's a big difference, so. Yeah, and one of the craziest things is you can take a bunch of different species, whether it be like chaga or cordyceps and, or lion's mane, if it's all myceliated grain or, or uh, mycelium on grain, they all kind of look and taste the same. And that's because they're mostly grain and brown rice or oats don't really change much from uh, one substrate to the other. So, All right. You can do a quick little zoom up. Yeah, I'll go do a zoom up. Should I empty two capsules? No, well, that one's good enough. So it's I'll the same. Two. So we get a whole bunch on there. And as always, if you're tuning in on Facebook, if you're writing comments and stuff, we can't see them right now, but I always go through afterwards and make sure that we uh, say hi to everybody and answer all those comments. All right. So where are we on the camera? There we <laughs> there go. go. It might be a little fuzzy. So this one is the one grown on oats. This one is the one pure fruiting body. Turkey tail is a lighter mushroom. As you can tell, they look very different. I don't know if it's in focus. Maybe, maybe not. Um, but why don't you give them a smell, Tony? Here's the fruiting body. Yeah, so I mean, that has a very distinct mushroom smell. And if you ever go to a place where they're actually, uh, you know, processing, extracting whole fruiting body mushrooms, the yeah. whole place smells like that. Yeah, That's it exactly. smells like a mushroom farm. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Totally. Yeah, it's very earthy, very mushroomy. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and this one does have that kind of, it doesn't have that mushroom smell. Uh, yeah. I mean, it is there a little bit, but it's just not quite. Yeah, it's a little chalky, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it's different. There's a big difference. Should we do so. a little taste test? Yeah. <laughs> so the thing about mushrooms too is uh, they they will be likely a little bitter, right? Because of some of those beneficial compounds Ooh. in there, and mm -hmm. they have a very specific mushroomy taste. Yeah. It's earthy, um, and it I like it. It's kind of good. It depends on the mushroom. Some are more bitter than others. Um, but the difference is with the, the grain supplements, Ooh, they're this a This is almost sweet. Well, it would be sweet, right? Yeah. That would make sense. And that sweetness is from the starch. So, yeah, that's a, that's a, it's yeah. always interesting for me to see this, especially if you get like a, a chaga supplement that's grown on grain and you open it up and it smells like oatmeal. Like, that's crazy. And it's lighter. It doesn't have that dark. Right, yeah. right. So, yeah. Interesting. Little uh, comparison. Yeah. Yeah. So just know what you're buying. Know who you're buying from and remember to always read labels because you'll be able to tell a lot from reading, reading the label. So Exactly. So I guess the bottom line is, yeah, mycelium can definitely have some benefits. Mycelium and grain is mostly starch and fruiting body is always just pure mushrooms. So those are kind of the three major differences. Yeah. And do your research and buy what is best for you. So maybe you want the mycelium on grain and that's all good. We're not trying to sway people one way or another. We're just trying to educate you all on what you're buying because your money 
is your money and you want it to go a long way when you're purchasing supplements for your health. Definitely. And I guess the other thing we should mention is like fresh cap, we're not the only ones that do whole fruiting body mushrooms. Sure. There's lots and there's lots more coming out all the time, which is really cool because you're starting to see like more people recognizing the difference. Yeah. So more people are kind of emphasizing they're using fruiting body or not, but um, yeah. Not to yeah. belabor that point anymore. Uh, we can move on to number two, the Ooh. second red flag or thing you should look out for if you're looking for a mushroom supplement is anytime you see some sort of crazy extraction ratio. So you might see a product out there that says it's like 100 to 1 concentrated extract. or I think I even saw one. It was 1,000 to 1. 1,000 to 1. What is going on here? And, you know, mentally, like <laughs> if, you, if you didn't know, you would look at that and you'd say, oh, that's obviously more concentrated. It's more powerful and it's better, right? But that's just not necessarily true um, because that would really just mean that that product has a, a bad yield or a crappy yield. Because the way those extract ratios are measured um, is basically how much mushrooms it takes to make how much extract. So if you have a four to one extract, for example, it means it took four pounds of mushrooms to make one pound of extract. Yeah. And mushrooms, when they're put through a hot water extraction, they have a very specific extraction ratio. And that's not based on, you know, how intense the extraction process is. It's more just based on, you know, the physical characteristics of the mushroom. Yeah, the composition of the mushroom body itself. Exactly. Because when you fully extract lion's mane, for example, it's going to have about a 4 to 1 extraction ratio. So if you see something that says like 100 to 1, that means it took 100 pounds of mushrooms to make one pound of extract. Um, that either means two things. Yeah. Number one, uh, it's just, it doesn't mean anything. It just, it's put there to look good. But number two, it could mean that it's just a really crappy extraction ratio. Yeah. And this, we're talking about mushrooms. We're not talking about other standardized extracts that you can find on the market. We're right. just talking about mushroom extraction here. Right, right. So yeah, for example, like, like I said, I think I said lines made it uh, four to one. It's more like an eight to one. Um, reishi sometimes will be like 16 to one. Some will be lower. Some will be in the four to one. Anywhere from like a one to one, which is a different extract we'll talk to you about, to like a 12 to 16 to one, you know, four to one, eight to one. Those are all commonly seen. If you see something that's way out there, you know, a 20 to one, a 50 to one, a 100 to one, it's a red flag and you should really look into what they're actually selling there like yeah what, what happened during the extraction process so, <laughs> yeah what does it really mean and they might just think it's a great marketing tool and they might think that that's the way they can get more sales so just keep an eye out keep so why out. don't we talk because if there's a one-to-one -one, what does that mean yeah so one-to-one -one extract means basically that it's got the same amount of mushrooms in the extract as it was used to extract them yeah um, but more simply basically what that means is that the mushroom fiber and the actual um mushroom fruiting body is included in the final product. So to give you an example of how one-to-one -one extract works, you take the mushrooms, dry them, powder them, perform a hot water extraction, but then you spray dry that whole thing. You don't just separate the liquid from the fiber, you spray dry the whole thing so the finished product has... All the soluble compounds, all the insoluble compounds. Right. Every compound that was in the initial fruiting body is in the final product. Exactly. So if you see something like a one-to-one -one hot water extraction, the water-soluble compounds, like you mentioned, will actually be specifically extracted for, right? So the beta-glucans. Um, but all the other compounds that aren't necessarily water-soluble, like the triterpenes, etc. They're still there. They'll still be yeah. there. They just won't necessarily be specifically extracted for. Um, so yeah, one-to-one -one extract, if you hear that, it just means that the, the mushroom itself is actually included in the final product. Yeah. And then a four to one or an eight to one, those have been properly extracted. And then the insoluble mass has been taken away. So you're just left with what is soluble in the liquid and that is spray dried. Right. So. 
Alright, so number one, mycelium on grain versus fruiting body, and number two is look out for high extraction ratios. Now, num number three. Number three? Yeah. Do you want to talk about number three? Oh, what is number it? three? We got oh, notes now. Oh, full spectrum. Now that is a clever marketing term, it isn't is. it? So when you see something that's full spectrum, that should be a red flag right there. Yeah, so this actually kind of really ties into number one, because what full spectrum means, I mean, it sounds great. Um, it means that it has the whole thing, right? The full spectrum. So you have the mycelium, the fruiting body, everything else. But in reality, what that means, if you take myceliated grain in a bag, and I wish I had one with me, um, and you leave it long enough, it will start to form little fruiting bodies, right? Because fruiting bodies will form inside of that bag eventually. And then you can take that whole thing, you can grind it up, you can powder it, and you can call that full spectrum because it has mycelium, it's got those little fruiting bodies, etc. But it also has this much grain. Yeah, but the yeah. problem is it's, no, it's not that much different from myceliated grain supplements because it still has a ton of grain in it. Which cannot be removed from the final product. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, yeah, that one's a little shorter, but, you know, full spectrum. And we did a video about this, uh, I think a couple Fresh Cat Fridays ago, talking about full spectrum. And we had a fruiting block and we showed the little uh, differences between the two. Um, but yeah, it, it sounds great, but it, it doesn't all mean all that much. Yeah, so just something to be careful about. Yeah. And just know what you're buying and choose whatever is best for you. Yeah. So... Number four is actually the craziest of all. Yes. And it's that not all mushroom supplements are actually made from mushrooms. And this is kind of scary. And I'm sure this isn't just mushroom supplements. I'm sure this problem exists throughout the whole supplement industry. Mm -hmm. um, in that sometimes you might have a product that doesn't actually contain what you think it contains. Um, sometimes it's, you know not so bad where it's like mycelia grain labeled as mushrooms, but other times it can be really nefarious where it could be labeled as mushrooms and like who knows what it is. Mm -hmm. um, and this goes back to, uh, this came to light in the mushroom world anyway. In 2017, there was a study done where they took 19 different reishi mushroom supplements on the market and they analyzed each one of them checking for compounds that you'd expect reishi to have, like the triterpenes, certain polysaccharides, um, and they used all sorts of, you know, analysis and assays to determine what it actually was. And they found that 74% of the mushroom samples weren't reishi. Were not reishi. Yeah. Which is astonishing. That is really scary. Exactly. It's, so. it, it's crazy. And I don't want to get the wording wrong, but it says 74% of the samples were not authentic. Yeah. So to say they're not reishi maybe is a little bit deceptive, but they were not authentic, meaning they didn't contain what they would expect to contain in a, in a reishi mushroom supplement. Yeah, and this goes back to know what you're buying and buy from a trusted source. Now, when a supplement becomes really hot and trendy, a lot of companies are going to want to jump on the bandwagon and they'll just go to a private label company and they'll just pump out whatever they can. They just say, hey, I want a mushroom supplement. Let's go. Here's my logo. And they pump it out and they really don't know what they're selling most of the time. And when you try and ask them questions, they don't properly answer them. They really don't know much about mushrooms. So it's really good to find a company that knows something about mushrooms. They know what they're selling. They know what they're looking for when they source their mushrooms. And they can guarantee you and show you that you are getting what you're supposed to be getting. Exactly. I think that's a, that's a really important point, actually. Because, yeah, mushrooms are kind of complex, right? And there's lots of different ways it can be processed. They can be grown. They can be sourced. They can be blended. All sorts of things, right? Um, and it really kind of takes a, a passion for mushroom and a deep understanding to kind of get this, you know, get this stuff, the, the right stuff mm -hmm. out there. Just for example, I saw one uh, mushroom supplement the other day online and it was a chaga mushroom supplement, which looks really great. And right on the front was a giant picture of chicken of the woods, yeah. <laughs> which is a totally separate mushroom, totally different species. And it wasn't 
wasn't just a background design. It was the main image. Yeah, main yeah. image, real life image of they Chicken Little Woods. They looked totally different. And this supplement was being sold by a really well-known supplement store. Yeah. Yeah, which is scary. <laughs> I mean, it could have been great chaga mushrooming though. You don't know, right? But it just yeah. goes to show like how... Do how... they really know what they're selling? <laughs> how crazy is I don't that? know. So it's kind of fun. So yeah, quickly to recap, uh, mycelium on grain versus fruiting body. Uh, that could be a red flag. Number two is high extraction ratios. Look out for those ones that say 100 to 1 or 1,000 to 1 um, because it's kind of meaningless. Um, number three is full spectrum is a term you should, you should look out for. And number four is just make sure that you're buying mushroom supplements from a trusted source or at least from you know, some, a company that has familiarity with mushrooms. Yeah. And I know this, maybe this episode totally sounds like an infomercial for Fresh Cat Mushrooms. So we just want to say right off the bat. This is not... It's not. There's no. lots of wonderful mushroom yeah. companies out there. And there's some companies that don't just focus on mushrooms, but they still have a really deep knowledge of mushrooms. Yeah, that's so true. It doesn't have to be a mushroom-centric company. It can be a company that sells a broad range of supplements, and they have really great formulators on staff and scientists, and they know exactly what they're doing. Yeah, that's, that's a great point, yeah. actually. And um, I guess the, the bottom line through all of this is like you should, you should know what you're getting. It would be you just, should. It's your money. And if it just says, you know, if it says mushrooms, there's a lot more to it than that. Yeah. Um, and I know it can get complex. I know, like, um, even when we first started mushroom farming many years ago, I mean, it wasn't until we really understood the mushroom farming process that we started to be aware of all this stuff that was going on in the mushroom industry. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of awakening. It was like, holy smokes, how can there be such a difference, right? Um, so, yeah. Interesting stuff. Yeah. So, I hope that was... Uh, enlightening. If you have any questions, feel free to type them up in the comments below. Um, I'm sure there'll be some lively discussion there and that's always great. We love uh, connecting with people, communicating, talking mushrooms. Yes. And uh, I think that's kind of it. Do you have any other updates to you? Um, no, that has been really informational. Hopefully everyone is able to gain something from this episode. We really try to educate and share our knowledge with you so that you can get the most out of what you're looking for in a supplement or growing mushrooms and just benefit your life. Yeah, so, so. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, thanks so much for tuning in and thank you so much again to uh, everybody on YouTube. Uh, amazing, almost 100,000 subscribers. Yay. I can't even believe it. Let's, let's get to a million. Oh my gosh. we get gosh, to a million subscribers? Five years from now maybe? Nah, let's, let's get there quicker. <laughs> let's get there quicker. Let's, let's share the magic of, of mushrooms. That's right. really exciting, okay? All right. Good stuff, okay, we're signing off. Everybody have an amazing weekend. Have a good weekend, stay safe.